the Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, a story goes with it. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. Well, it is of a racing time at Saratoga, and I am there. I am feeling fine because the night before this afternoon, I make a few pounds on some very willing dice. I am walking along when all of a sudden I spot Hot Horse Herbie. Now, Herbie is generally with empty pockets, and I know he knows I do all right. So I suddenly think of a place I have to be in the opposite direction. But just when I think I am out of reach, I hear... Hello, Broadway. Oh, hello, Herbie. What do you do, tunnel in the ground to come up in front of me? Ah, you are not glad to see me. Hysterical with happiness, so long. Uh, Broadway... The answer is no. I do not ask you anything. The gleam in your eye does. Ah, I hear about you and the little cubes last night. Herbie, I have got to pay the mortgage on the old farm in Indiana. I am sending a brother through college. And my sister in California wants to come home. You are never in Indiana. You never have a brother, much less a sister. How much, Herbie? Broadway, I do not ask you for a red cent. I never open my kisser about dough. In fact, I just wish to wish you a good afternoon. Take it easy, Broadway. I will see you some other time. <laughs> Hot horse Herbie walks away without putting a bite on me. All I am able to do is stand there with my mouth open. It is a very unusual situation. In fact, it is so unusual it is practically impossible. And I look around me several times to be sure I am still in the world. However, Herbie has a reason. And what the reason is, I find out the next day. And I will tell you about it in a minute. Back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous A Story Goes With It. Like I say, it comes up the next day. I am once again at the track when I feel a tap on my shoulder. I look around, and there stands Hot Horse Herbie. I should not even speak to you after the way you treat me yesterday. Just like I am a leopard. I am sorry. I figure you for a touch. Hey, that reminds me. I opened my big mouth. At Broadway, uh, do you wish something good in the fort tomorrow? Herbie, look, you have always got a horse that is something good. Only the other horses are never convinced. I tell you, Broadway, this is a cinch. A sure thing. Yeah, sure. Broadway, it is a cinch. Do you wish to hear about it? No. Look, I... Uh, what is the matter? What are you looking at? Broadway, see that guy standing over there by the rail? The sad-looking character? Him. I dislike the way he stares at me. Who is he? I never see him before in my life. He seems to know you because he is coming over. And you will excuse me wait, because... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Stay with me. 
I do not like the looks of his character. He is very hollow-eyed, like he does not sleep for nights and nights. It is going to be a touch. Leave us go. Yeah, now you know how it feels. I have got to go. I have I, got... Uh, excuse me. I, I want to talk to you. Me? Both of you. I, I saw you around here. There is I... something wrong, Mr... Uh... My, my, my name is Harker. Steve Harker. Uh, to me, that is a cold name. It means nothing. I do not know it either. I'm not real well known. Fact is, nobody knows me here. Well, do not worry. You will get acquainted. Now, if you will kindly excuse my friend please, and I... Please, just a minute. I, I want to ask you a favor. Oh? What is that? Do you know anybody with a gun for sale? Broadway, does he say a rascal? No, no, a gun. Hey, look, Mr. Harder, why do you wish a heater? Gun. You have it your own way. Why do you wish a gun? To kill myself. Oh, is that all? Well, I may be able to give you the name of a guy Herbie, who... Herbie, I... what are you doing? Doing this citizen a favor. He asks us, does he not? Mr. Harder, why do you wish to kill yourself? I lost all my money. All but $50. He is a wealthy man and he wishes to knock himself over. He is nuts. You don't understand. I had over $500. I... I don't dare go home to my girl. Look, Mr. Harder, take the 50 bucks and go home. I live in Illinois. Practically a foreigner. Please, do me a favor and tell no, me... No, go away. You are loony. You can have the gun after I'm through with it. Thanks. Come on, Herbie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goodbye, Mr. Harder. Uh, for 50 bucks, I will... Herbie, the guy is nuts. Leave him alone. Broadway, you queer a deal for me. I know where I can get a Roscoe for 30 bucks. I take his 50 and make 20, and what does he care? Herbie, I know where there is a nice, quiet job in the morgue. It will suit your personality fine. I do all right this way. Why do I want a job? Forget it. Now, goodbye. Now, wait, wait, wait. I remember, I am telling you about something good in the fort tomorrow. Never mind. Broadway, you do not understand. This is not a ordinary tip. It is a special, extra special. No! Broadway. What? A story goes with it. I do not care. A story? A story. Well... Listen, you come with me. Where? To the state. I wish you to see something. What? A horse by the name of Never Despair. What? Herbie, I will not insult other horses I may wish to bet on by associating with that caterpillar. I tell you, there is a story goes with it. And Broadway... A very good start. Well, since Herbie puts it that way, there is nothing else but I go with him. We head for the stables, and Herbie leads me to a stall where never despair is. Now, this is a horse that even the guy who hollers he would give his kingdom for one would bite his tongue for saying such a thing. Anyway, Herbie looks around careful-like, and then addresses me thusly. This is never despair. Yeah, I read the nameplate. But even without it, there is no doubt. Once I see this pig in a race, and he is slower than the glue he should be. He is going to win the fourth race tomorrow. This is the first time in history one horse runs all alone in a race. Because that is the only way yes. he... Marty, is that you? Who is that, Herb? It sounds like a doll. It is Hybe, Louise. Oh, I couldn't see. I, 
I was back in the stall. Oh, sure. Uh, Louise, this is my friend, Broadway. Oh, sure. I've seen you, Mr. Broadway. How are you? Just fine, little miss. And you? Oh, wonderful. Did you come to look at Never Despair? Uh, yeah, yeah. We wish to give him the once-over. He's not in very good shape, is he? Well, one never knows about a horse. That is right. One never knows. Open the stall door for me, will you? Oh, sure, sure. Thank you. It's a little hard getting around in a wheelchair. Oh, you do all right, Louise. Of course. <laughs> it's all right, Mr. Broadway. Don't look so sad. I'm used to it. Ever since I was nine. Oh? Uh, how old are you now, Louise? Seventeen. Well, uh, I hear Never Despair is running in the fort tomorrow, Louise. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of his chances? I, I don't know. He never wins a race before. But Dad won't give up. That is the ticket. Never despair. <laughs> Just like his name. We got a wonderful jockey, Marty Bowen. Marty Bowen? Yeah, but... he is a great boy. Yeah, that's right, Herbie. Great. Marty, I didn't see you come up. I came up the back way. What are you doing around here, Herbie? Why, I, I just come to look over Never Despair. Why? Why? Marty, what's the matter? Why are you looking like that? I just don't like the idea of him coming around here. That's all. Marty, you got me wrong. Yeah, I guess so. How you feeling today, honey? Me? Shut up. Uh, Herbie, let us go. Oh, no, please don't go. I never get much chance to talk. Okay, little miss. Feeling any better, Louise? Sure. I just told Herbie and Mr. Broadway that you're riding Never Despair tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You told them, huh? Why, why, yes. Shouldn't I? Well, they'd find out anyhow. Now, look, baby. Maybe you'd better let me wheel you back to the hotel. You shouldn't be knocking yourself out like this. All right. I'll be back in a minute. I left my coat in the tack room. Uh, well, I guess I will be going. Just a second, Herbie. Uh, yeah? What are you doing here? Oh, just... Wandering around. Then keep wandering. Uh, what are you so touchy about, Ma? Look, any time a guy like you comes around, there's something cooking. There is. Like what, for instance, Marty? Beat it, Herbie. Well, sure, sure. Come on, Broadway. Yeah, like I say before, let us go. Now, it strikes me as very strange that a jockey like Marty Bowen is right and never despair. Also, it is more than just strange that Herbie knows something about the race. Also, Marty acts suspicious indeed. I am thinking about all this when Herbie says to me, Well, how does it look to you, Broadway? I am trying to figure that out, Herbie. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what do you see if I tell you that the fourth tomorrow is going to be a boat race? Boat race? You mean that race is going to be fixed? That is it? You are crazy. It is practically impossible. Not when a guy is in love with a dog. Who is in love with who? And what has love got to do with horses? Everything. Listen. It is fixed for never despair the cop. Now I know you are crazy. Why, if that nag so much as finishes the same day as the other GGs, the judges will look for something fishy. Nevertheless, never despair will win. For the last time, I ask you why. Look, Marty is in love with Louise. Now, her old man owns Never Despair. 
But he has not got a nickel in the world. Herbie, this story is getting more than somewhat mixed up. If you will listen and not interrupt so much, I... Go ahead. All right. Now, Marty Bowen knows Never Despair has not got a chance. So, he fixes it with the other jockeys to take their time. Well, he will be ruled off for life. Only if anybody finds out about it. So all the other jockeys in the race know. But they will not tell. Herbie, you stand there and tell me that a race is going to be a shoe-in for Never Despair and five other jockeys take the chance of being set down for good? I do not believe it. But all the jockeys know Louise. They feel very sorry for her and they do it for her. They pick a race where there will be very little doping. That way, nobody gets hyped. You mean Never Despair will win the purse? Now you get it. And Louise will go to a specialist and be fixed up. There is a doc that can do it, but he is expensive. Well, look, why does not Marty just give Louise the dough if he is in love with her? Marty does not have a dime. Mm. Herbie, I do not like this. Like it or not, that is the story, I tell you. Wait a minute. How do you know all about this? I overhear a conversation between Marty and the other jockeys yesterday morning. They are in a hotel room next to mine. I just happened to be next to the wall at the time. Oh, I see. So what are you going to do? Are we alone? Bet or never despair. And you wish me to do the same? Because you want to do me a favor, I tell you all this. Mm. Well, look, you take it or leave it. I give it to you straight. You see, Ma. You see, Louise. You see how Marty acts. What more do you want? With that, Herbie leaves me. Now, I do not like the sound of the whole thing. There are judges and stewards who keep racing on the level. And if anybody is caught putting a gimmick on the game, it is too bad. Now, what happens the next day in the fourth race? And how things turn out is something indeed. And I will tell you about it in a minute. Back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, A Story Goes With It. Well, it comes up the next day, and I am at the track as per usual. I am still thinking about what Hot Horse Herbie tells me when he comes to me and says... The next race, is it, Broadway? I know, I know. You are going to bed? Well, I... How about you, Herbie? I am flat broke. Uh-huh. Now it comes up. Look, do I not show you the way? Do I not impart a secret to you? A fiver is all I ask. Well, okay, Herbert. Here is the fence. Well, now, now, do not forget. Never despair. And whatever you do, Broadway, do not breathe a word to anyone. Look at the odds. Yeah, so far, never despair is due to go at 40 to 1. Broadway, you and me stand to collect a nice crop of lettuce. You, you, you... Hey, look. There is that character again. The place is full of characters. Which one do you refer to? The guy who wishes to buy a gun to cease living with himself. Oh, yeah. He lamps us again. 
I have got a good notion to put him on to where he can pick up a rod. I'm getting tired of looking at him. Uh, hello, Mr. Harder. Hello. Will you do me a favor? Oh, you do not get hold of a gun yet, huh? Nobody will sell me one. I have got a penknife, friend. Look, please, do me a favor. Mr. Harder, why do you not go back to Michigan? Illinois. All right, Illinois. Go back there and forget all this. Do me a favor. One track mine. What is the favor you wish, Mr. Harder? Well, I've been watching you two, and, well, you seem like you know your way around. I mean, you look like you know the horses. Please, tell me who's going to win the next race, the four. Please, I've got to do something. Well, will you forget about erasing yourself? Yes. Okay. The winner of the fourth will be... Calipers. Herbie. Calipers will win the fourth. In fact, it is a toss-up between Calipers, Loose Living, and Goose Pimples. They figure one, two, three. Herbie, you are a... I wish to do him a favor, Broadway. Play Calipers, Mr. Harder. Calipers, Loose Living, or Goose Pimples. That is the line. Thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And goodbye. Herbie, that poor guy. What do you do to him? You are going to give him never despair. He is broke. He wishes to bump himself. Look, I tell you, we cannot let this thing get out. Me and you are the only ones who know about never despair. We got to keep this thing honest. My, my, you have a wonderful sense of honesty. Look, I got to see a guy now. You got a few minutes to get to the windows and make your bet. And Broadway, in the future, do not forget who lets you in on this good thing. Well, by this time, Never Despair is a 50-to-1 shot and looking worse all the time. I get to the window and make my bed, then go back and watch the race. Although, personally, I'm not interested in watching races, only in how they come out. Whew, I never see such a race. Calipers breaks past, loose living is right in his heels with Goose Pimple's third. Never Despair is where he figures a good last. Then, when the Gigi's turn into the stretch, it seems that Calipers stops to wait for a streetcar. Loose Livin' seems to be running backwards, and Goose Pimples takes a sudden interest in running sideways. The other nags all develop a strange slowness. Then, out of nowhere, comes Never Despair with Marty Bourne using the whip. Never Despair wins by two lengths. Nobody can believe their eyes. Least of all, Never Despair, who is so surprised at winning that he does one more turn around the track before Marty can stop him. Then it comes up later, and I am tapped on the shoulder by one of the track Pinkerton. He takes me to an office, and who is there but Herbie, Marty, Bourne, and Louise? Also, there is a judge who says as follows. All right, now that we're all here, I think we'd better have an explanation. Why are we here, Mr. Clayton? Uh, Louise, where is your father? Why, I don't know. He was at the paddock. Why? Well, you see, we... Look, you got us here to spill a beef. What is it? Bowen, why did you take Never Despair as a mount? You could have had calipers a loose living. I got to give reasons for liking a horse? I don't understand, Mr. Clayton. Louise, I'm sure you had nothing to do with today's uh, event. What do you mean? Never Despair has never won a race before. So what? He runs a good race and wins. That's something new for a horse? Lots of them Keep do it. Keep a civil tongue in your head, Bowen. You're in trouble. I'm waiting for a phone call right now, and if it tells me what I think, you've ridden your last race. Marty, what is he talking about? Please, somebody tell me. It ain't nothing, baby. All you've got to remember is that you got enough dough to go to that dock. Uh, well, uh, since this conversation seems to be between everybody but me, uh, I will go. Sit down. You're not in the clear either. 
Well, what about me? I do nothing. I am an innocent bystander. After a little investigation, we learned that both of you were at Never Despair's stall yesterday. You talked with Marty Bowen there. There's a law against visiting the horse? No. But it seems odd that a well-known player like you are, Herbie, should take an interest in a horse that has never won a race. You... You mean it was fixed? Marty, no. It's all right, Louise. Now... We'll all sit by and wait for that phone call. It should come any moment. Look, you gonna set me down? You got anything on me? I don't know. Herbie, I think I will kill you. What for? What for? Here I am. You two up... stop mumbling. If you want to talk, speak up. This is a private matter, Mr. Clayton. I told you to... Now we'll see. Hello, Clayton speaking. Oh, yes. Go ahead. What? Oh, there's some mistake. You... You sure? Well... Hmm. Strangest thing I ever heard of. All right, Jim, thanks. I've been in this business 33 years, but I've never come up against anything like this. What's that? Nothing. Nothing at all. Huh? What do you mean? I mean you can all get out of here. Go on, now get out. You're letting us go? That's what I said. That, uh, that phone call, it cleared me? In a way, yes. Never Despair won the race against horses that should have beaten them by ten lengths. By every standard, there should be something wrong. You mean a fix, Mr. Clayton? Yes. And when that happens, there's usually a large amount bet. But in... But what, Mr. Clayton? But there was only one bet placed on Never Despair and by someone who hasn't the remotest connection with any of you. Now get out of here! So that is the real surprise. Herbie looks at me and I look at Herbie. We all leave and Louise is very happy and Marty is likewise. We get back to the stable where the scene is as follows. Look, baby, first thing in the morning you're leaving for New York. And in a week you'll be out of that wheelchair and you and me are going to get married. Oh, Marty. Marty, if, if I thought for a minute that race was... Oh, Marty, I couldn't bear it. You heard, Mr. Clayton. Only one bet on Never Despair. Now, if it was going to be a boat race, wouldn't bets be laid? Yes, I, I guess so. Hey, sure, Louise. It is just a great break for Never Despair. That right, Broadway? Well, I suppose so. Anyhow, it all ends all right. And if anybody so much as says it was a fix, understand, Herbie? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Come on, Louise. We're going to see about getting your stuff ready. Next week this time, you'll be out of that chair. Goodbye, Herbie. Uh, Mr. Broadway. Hey. So long. Bye, there. Herbie? Huh? I wish to ask you a question. Oh? Yeah. Do you put a bet on never despair? Uh, me? Oh. Well, well, I... Uh, you see... You do oh. not, huh? Well, I, I get to the window, and I see the dancer. He gives me calipers as a sure winner. Herbie, you are telling me that you let yourself get touted off and never despair? Well, well, the dancer makes it sound so good that I think maybe I should not trust Marty Bowen. You know how it is. But uh, you do all right, huh? Herbie, I have got news for you. Broadway, you are not going to tell me that you... I put my lettuce on loose living. What? But, but I tell you about never despair. Well, I run into regret, and he tells me to lay my roll on loose liver. Oh, you are a dope. 
You let yourself be touted off a sure thing? Herbie, what about you? But, but, but that is different. I... Uh, or is it different? Herbie, who bets on never despair? I do not know. But he must be a dope. At 50 to 1, nobody is a dope. But we wonder who puts the bet on never despair. And we then give up wondering. We think it is the end of the whole thing. But it is not. And what the payoff is, I will tell you in a minute. day comes up. I and Herbie are sitting in front of the hotel where we are no longer staying due to lack of funds. We are very sad indeed. It is like Herbie says. You see, Broadway, that is the trouble. You have got to trust people. Now, if we trust Marty Bowen, eh, but we do not. I am still wondering who puts the bet on never despair. It is a mystery we will never solve. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do? I can think of nothing. I, I... Hey! Hey, you two! Who is that in that taxi? I never see him before. I... Broadway, look. Keep the change, my good man. Carter! He is all dolled up. New clothes and... Look at that roll of dough. Oh, no, it cannot be him. I've been looking for you two. Looking all over. You wish uh, a gun, still? If you find one, leave us use it first. Oh, no, I'm all right now. And I owe it all to you two. You do? How does that figure? You gave me a tip yesterday on the fourth raid. The wrong tip? No, it was all right. It was a good tip. Broadway, this guy is nuts. Oh, you told me Gallopers, loose living... We know all good. that. But if you bet one of those... Oh, but I didn't. I bet on the horse that had the least chance. Never despair. Surely. I was going to lose all my money and then, well, jump in the river or something. It is still not too late. Why should I? With $2,500? It's more than I came here with. And I'm going home today. But, but, but you... Look, you... I, I know I shouldn't offer you money. Do not use snap judgment. You let me show you how grateful I am? Oh, Mr. Harder, gratitude is a wonderful thing, and we would not deprive you of such a grand feeling. Good. Here's $50 for each of you. Mr. Harder, this is big. Nothing at all. Well, thanks again, and goodbye. I'm going back to Illinois. Goodbye. Bye. Well, now we know. Fifty bucks apiece. We are back in business. I am going back to New York. Wait, Broadway. Fifty bucks is nothing, nothing at all. Look, we have time to get to the track. Now, I have a good thing in the six. Oh, no, I am going back. But, Broadway, this is a sure thing. Do I not tell you about never despair? Listen to me. This is a six. I will not listen. Broadway, there is a story goes with it. I tell you what. What? A story goes with it. The story? Herbie, tell me the story.
And so ends Damon Runyon's famous A Story Goes With It. Listen in again next week for... The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the story is adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. Vern Carstensen is in charge of production. This is a Mayfair production. <laughs>